Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, on this week's episode of Movie Time, we're going to be talking about Cocaine Bear, an unbelievable little story from the 80s turned into this insane and obscene type of movie. Is it up to snuff with expectations or does it leave a little bad taste in your mouth with maybe some post-nasally drip? Blake and I will talk about it, so keep watching to find out our thoughts and review on the movie. All you got to do is sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack. You know what time it is. It's time for Movie Time, coming at you right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back. The Movie Bros are back in the house with another episode of Movie Time. Got myself, Renee, Loki Geek here, and Blake the Wolf. What's going on, my brother? I just need a little supplies to get ready. Don't worry. Just... Oh, am you I? You can't hear am that, I, can you? That, am I showing? That comes am I through? showing? I want to make sure that didn't hit. No, I, I didn't. I thought no. I, did I hit mute? I want that to be on you the know, air, but... No one heard anything, but am I am I showing right now? No, right. Yeah, you got a little bit of a little bit of white or gray. Shit. Okay. Oh wait, no, that's just your mustache. No, okay, that's your mustache. Yeah. It could it could be a mixture of both. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, sorry, we're prepping before we hit record, so you know we got to get ourselves in the mood. <laughs> got to get ourselves energized because this week we're talking about cocaine bear. Okay. Oh my god, everyone's going nuts for this movie. Are they? I don't know, but. We definitely went nuts for it. Uh, it was one of those movies that when yeah. it was announced, I said it to you, to you, Blake. I said it to I'm sure I said it in an episode or two that I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating this movie because it could be either insanely crazy in a good way or insanely crazy in an extremely bad way. It could go either way. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But thank you so much for tuning in and joining us on this episode again if you are brand new to this channel and brand new to seeing us on the screen yapping our mouths off like crazy well it's because no we're not high on cocaine or are we we don't know we're not going to tell you but every week movie time is a movie review podcast where the two of us we call ourselves the movie bros get together and bullshit and talk about movies um so if you like this and you want to see more of this type of content, all you got to do is hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. If you are inclined to do so, hit that notification bell so that you can get notified every time a new video is uploaded. For you audio listeners out there, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. If you want an audio version of this show, you can find it on your the, pod, uh, the Low Key Geek podcast channel on your podcast platform of choice where you can download this and all of the other stuff that we have up there. And if it prompts you, leave a great rating because karma can go a long way. And as you, we saw in this movie, karma went in so many different ways, depending on oh which side of the thing you're on, right? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So I think what Renee is saying is if you do not like and subscribe, then a bear, a random bear will eat your intestines. Right? Yeah. Well, you just eat your face off, basically. Yeah. Oh, there's and, a lot yeah. of different ways that a bear can, oh. can take care of a human, as we'll get into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, but before we get into that, again, we always love to play catch up and all that. So 
Um, this past week, I was able to catch up on two things, yeah, especially now that we're really creeping towards the Oscar ceremony. And, you know, you and I were both playing catch up on things we haven't seen yet. Um, one of the things I definitely want to bring up and mention was actually thanks to you, because normally I don't really watch the animated shorts, um, except for like the occasional Pixar short that, you know, will pop up on Disney Plus or whatever the case is. But you sent me uh, pretty much uh, this one short that you said I had to check out. And... You've got to watch this one. This is a, yeah. for you. You need to see this. Totally. Yeah. You said you said if there was one that you were going to have to check out, this is the one you have yeah. to. And it was called An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It. Talk about an insanely long title, but it's very, uh, very well put for this type of short. Um, I loved it, dude. I mean, we, we were able to talk about it uh, a couple days ago. And this was the way it was so meta, the way it was kind of filmed, um, seeing them work on the short you're watching in a monitor, but you see them working on it on the background and basically him realizing that, wait a minute, am I part of like a production? Am I part of something? Because, you know, all this kind of, and you could watch it for free on, uh, is it vi video, Vivio? There, yeah, even the artist put it up on Vimeo, the actual Vimeo, is, from what I could tell, yeah. Vimeo. Yeah, so I'll, I'll leave a link in the description if you want to check it out. I highly recommend you check this out because it is so well done. I thought the story was really, really smart. It was brilliant. Um, the interaction with the human hand that is like yeah. kind of putting everything together was so smart and brilliant. Um, if, if anything, it kind of reminds me of um, like uh, Mr. Bill back in the old oh, SNL yeah. classic days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 good call. Um, but this was definitely much more modernized. And I love how it really plays on the whole uh is this real? Is this fake? You know, you have like glitches happening in his real world, in his real world. Um, but, you know, in reality, obviously, they're on a, a small little set and all that. And it was just so really smart and so funny and very cute. And at the end of the day, it was just basically a commercial for uh, a, like a furniture company, which I thought was really pretty damn hilarious. Um, but, yeah, you definitely have to check it out. So I, I thank you again for for letting me know about that. And then I finally got to see All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. Um, I had to make sure I had enough time because it is a long movie. It's like almost three hours long. Um, but now I totally understand why it got all those Oscar nominations. Because for a Netflix movie that's a foreign movie, a foreign produced movie, and has really, at least to my knowledge, no main stars ex with the exception of uh, Daniel Bruhl. I small it, role too, like very he's more small cameo role. level. Yeah. yeah, it was so good and so well done, so well produced, so well directed. The sound was amazing, you know. It, and it's your typical, um, you know, the horrors and casualties of war and all that stuff like that. You know, you basically follow these group of boys from the beginning, but it even starts before that because you know a soldier dies his uniform gets repurposed and one of the boys ends up getting it. And, and you, once you see that, you already see the tone that is being set and it's kind of like the dread of war and everything like that. And my God, it was so well, done. it's not a movie that I think I could see again, to be honest with you, because of like how yeah. heavy the subject matter is, but wow, it was very, very well done and touching. And 
uh, I think uh, at one point, you know, when the soundtrack, because the soundtrack, this is interesting thing where it's almost like, like rock kind of synthesized rock. It was like, burr, burr. I thought it was, you know, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross doing the soundtrack, but it's not. It's some some other person. But it it had that same familiarity. The score was special. Yeah, yeah. it really There's was. There's a reason why it's, it's in award season and yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it was just so well done. So I, I am so happy I saw it. Uh, I know you've seen it uh, yourself, right? Like, what did you think about it? Because we didn't have a chance to really talk about that. I always say there's a there's a million war movies. There are very few World War One movies, yeah. and I think it's to my mind one of the most cinematic like wars yes. that there is. Mm-hmm. Nineteen Seventeen got it a few years ago, mm-hmm. and then this one. Um, but there there really aren't very many. I thought it was a special movie. There is the version of a war movie where they kind of phone it in. This is not that. This is definitely yeah. a more spectacular and harrowing war movie than even by war movie comparisons. So overall, I understand why it's getting the love it's getting. I don't have it as like a one of my favorites from the year, but I understand why people would. There's also mm-hmm. this weird thing since we're getting towards the Oscars where there's usually one war movie and then there's these different stats people put together. If there's two war movies and they usually split votes, but because like war movies, it's own kind of thing that automatically gets like, respect from politically minded people more old school view like it's got just enough uh, different categories of folks that it hits those usually do pretty well and there's almost always at least one and this is the one from this year because there weren't really any other big competitors in that category to to my mind like there's a way you could look at it like woman king should have been in there but we're talking more like america or like world war one world war two vietnam you know um up to more modern ones where like Hurt Locker does well, Zero Dark Thirty. Like there's there's a lot of war movies. Is Avatar 2 a war movie? That's for another episode. Um, but anyway, yeah, dude. Space loved War. It. It, it, it was, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was intense, but in a very like cinematically impressive way. So I'm glad you yeah. finally got to see that for sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm glad I, I took it, the time to to watch it. Yeah. Especially after it did so well at the Baffas, which I'm wondering that might be the the reason you, you uh, got into it. But that it's, yeah, it's one that I'm. I it's more. It, I think it's going to do better at the Baffas and the Oscars, but we'll see. It could be one of those like, what do you know? It's best picture kind of thing. Like, it definitely has still has momentum from um, just right before the nominations were announced. It was sure. picking that up, and then got a bunch more nominations people than people were expecting. Yeah, and now like we it could be. Uh, announced as best picture next month so yeah well, at least for the international category for sure like i i think it oh. has like a strong shot basically at, locked. At taking, yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so those were those were the two things i caught up on this past week uh what about you uh watch anything interesting i only saw don't worry darling which after all the press oh. tour nonsense of it all okay um, it kind of got the movie actually was the backstory yeah like the, it got shelved after that yeah, because um, I would say like the press tour was definitely more entertaining, but I like it overall. It was it was kind of exactly what I thought it would be, and a weird, trippy mind like Stepford Wivesy type situation. Mm-hmm. So overall, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, I saw tw- I finally saw Twenty Feet from Stardom, the Oscar documentary. Oh winner yeah, from a few years ago. It was actually really good and entertaining. Yeah. I thought it, would, it, it. There's sad parts, and there's like. Guessing the drama of it, but it was definitely 
hummed more than I thought it would. It went like, no, no pun intended. Like it went, it, it was a easy watch, um, mm-hmm. easier watch than I thought it'd be. Um, Cause sometimes those documentaries can feel clunky and more educational. Um, but it was inter- definitely entertaining. The, uh, the last thing I'll mention, which I think I mentioned to you the other day when we, when we caught up in person was the um, I'd gone through all the animated shorts. I watched those, which is why I recommended that one to you. They're all available for free online right now. They're all like 10 minutes. One of them's 13 minutes. It is a great way to spend an hour or so. Yeah. Um, all of them, to my mind, were damn good. Um, but then part of why I was doing that was I was rewatching all the old Marcellus Shell short films that they'd made years ago that went viral. And then even see some of those in the new Marcel movie, which is nominated for animated I'd given it more of a bad rap last year. I was like, yeah, it was good. You loved it. I'm glad I rewatched it. And I knew I needed to. We talked about that mm-hmm. because I had expectations going into it. It may have been the day I saw it or the random mood. Like we, we always talk about it's, I always have, you have to take any film opinion with a grain of salt, especially if you've only seen it one time. And there's some movies that don't age well. Like you rewatch it. You're like, oh, well it was only because it was surprising or shocking that it was, I thought it was so good and had such a strong effect. The movies are only meant to be watched one time. This one, I definitely appreciated it more. And I think I, I understood more why you revered it so highly after seeing it. And we kind of did a reversal where I went into it more excited. You went into it a little less sure, a little less excited right. than I was. And then we kind of did the flip, which is to be expected when you're playing the expectations game. So I'm glad I rewatched it. Absolutely loved it. I'm now kind of rooting for it in the animated category. I'm guessing Pinocchio yes. wins, but we will uh, get to our Oscar predictions uh, in future episodes, for now, yes. we've got a beast takedown to tackle. <laughs> um, yeah, before we we handle the the bare necessities of what we're going to be talking about, oh, damn it. Um, you know, I, I I love the fact that you rewatched Marcel and that it hit you. Like, and, and again, it, it's also dependent on your state of mind and your mood you know like you could have been in a different mood the first time you saw it and all that so it, it it is a thing that really happens where a movie could be great but you could be just in a crappy mood that day and you're just like nah i'm not feeling this movie at all right um and that actually plays along really well i think with the movie we're going to be talking about next because <laughs> if you're not in a like a happy-go-lucky type of mood then this movie would probably be like what the fuck like you know yeah. i don't get it but if you're just like in a whatever type of mood and just like hey, i'm just here to chill and all that then this movie will probably hit you in the yeah. right spots and you'll probably walk yeah. away like i had the best time of my life and all that um so I'm, I'm glad you gave that that movie a shot um don't worry darling we since you never seen it i i've always wanted to talk to you about it and we're not going to talk so deeply into it and all that the one thing that really bothered me about that movie is well there were several things that i did the inconsistencies throughout which they don't really explain. Like, okay. what was the deal with the airplane? What about it? Okay, so there's a glitch. An airplane shows up. It disappears or it crashes. They, She was supposed to investigate it, and then they kind of just dropped it. So what, was it real? Was it? This movie was left purpose? some open holes, <laughs> and I think... To some degree, I think it's on purpose and to some degree, like part of the problem with these kind of movies is you can only do so much explaining and world building. And here's the logic of exactly how it works. 
at some point it would detract from the movie mm-hmm. if you did too much of that because it doesn't really matter. The main thing that the movie is about is how women are held captive by society. Yeah. The yeah. movie is about this false reality and narrative and yeah. red pilling and whatever, however you want to put it. So like the a movie like the matrix does a pretty good job building it up. But even after three movies with a lot of explanation, including he meets the architect and then, but then you're rethinking the whole thing and then re rethinking it. Like we could get into that in don't worry, darling. Sure. It's already yeah. around two hours. I was pretty happy with like, yeah, I don't know the answers, but still you just kind of take them at face value of, I, if you ask me to explain how that world, I wouldn't be able to get more than two sentences out without some serious <laughs> conjecture. Right. I still enjoy, I re- actually thought Harry Styles did a damn good job. I, I know some people he wasn't bad. ragging on his He wasn't bad. Yeah. No, the acting was great. The casting overall yeah. was great. Olivia Wilde did some solid directing. I understand that it's not fully satisfying. And I think I know why partially because of those holes are a little too big. Yeah. It's not really a mind fuck when you don't even set it up with what is happening in the first place to where it's hard to like mess with uh, what people thought was real when they didn't never even, he never even told them what was real and what wasn't. Um, But I I do enjoy those kind of movies and I thought it was fun at least. I, I I thought I would kind of throw it on in the background and Oh yeah, that's no, at some point I was like fully like, Oh my gosh, are they going to, are they going to get her? So we won't uh, spoil it here and get much deeper, but yeah, overall uh, was but I thought I think I gave it like a three point five or four on Letterbox, something okay. like that. Yeah, that's yeah. not terrible. Yeah, I, I would probably lean more towards the three, three. You know, I again, I don't do half ratings, so I probably do give it like a three Ridiculous. and all that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so did I ever explain fully why I, I don't want to do half ratings at all? Yeah. It's it's. Oh, you you just came in all muffled. There is it because there's no there half stepping. No, uh, was it? No, that's that's a good way. That's a, that was something for halfway crooks. I I just feel like that's that's your hip hop. No, just um, so tough. Because I'm trying to avoid the Rotten Tomatoes mistake. So, if, for those of you who don't know, you know when when you see a movie gets a rotten score or is fresh and all that, it's because they they do an aggregate of all the ratings, and if it's three and above, or if it's above three then it's a fresh score. If it's a below three, then it's a rotten. So you, if some, if you have a lot of critics who gives the movie a 2.9, a uh, 2.8, a 2.5, uh, you uh, know, but they say it wasn't that bad, it still just qualifies it as rotten in their scoring so system. So weird. Because theirs yeah. is out of 100. That isn't so weird. I think they it's that percent wise it's out of a hundred, but when when right. you're a critic and you're rating it, you're giving it like within a five star rating. So if mm-hmm. you give it like a two and a half, then that's autom- that's automatic rotten based on their agri- uh, algorithm. So it's just sixty percent or higher. It's like school passing grade yeah. Yeah. A B C D if it's lower yeah. than sixty percent. Okay. Yeah. But okay, I think I I think I I get it. But if yeah, you were, but, but, but you there is no two point nine on Letterbox. It's two point five or three. No, no, so I, I'm like just saying that I'm just saying that as an as an that's that's why I wouldn't do two and a half. For me, it's either going to be a two because if I give something a two, that means I really didn't like it. That means right. it's something that I didn't like, but maybe there was like a small aspect of it that I liked, right? Mm-hmm. But two and a half, okay. I was just like, what? Why fuck with it? You know, it's like it's either two or a three. That means if I give it a three, that means 
I I liked it enough that I'd be like, all right, it wasn't that bad. You're just trying to push it to one side or the other is kind of what exactly, you're saying, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, just trying to avoid that whole rotten tomatoes. No, no halves, no halves. Doesn't make. But why? It's either three or four for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Your logic definitely <laughs> fell apart and has holes in it. Just like, don't worry, darling. No. And I think oh, you have to be well, okay with that and move on. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yes. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> It'll be all right. Um, but yeah, no, but, to, but to close off that conversation, yeah, no, the acting, the, the performances was actually really good. Like the, the Harry Styles minus the, the whole dance sequence on stage. I thought that was like, I thought that was a little silly and a little long. I think they pushed that way too long than it should have been. Um, but for me, Chris Pine, Chris Pine was awesome in that movie i love it yeah so it's much. a good role yeah. for him for sure yeah uh and i've always been a huge florence view fan i mean she's she doesn't Ooh, do any wrong special with her, so. oh yeah yeah One, once in a generation talent uh, yeah unreal. so good um so yeah i'm glad you saw it um and like i said i think if we saw it at the same time when it came out that would have led to an interesting conversation where we could have dived so deep into it and all that stuff but it, we're already past that point, and it's like what you said. You saw it. It is what it is. You're okay with it. I was okay with it, and move on from there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let us know if you've seen any of the movies we mentioned. If you have any thoughts or opinions on any of that stuff, we would love to hear your thoughts and and opinions and everything there. But let's move on to the main topic here for the week, and that is Cocaina Bear, um, the adventures of what do they call it, Pablo Escobar? No, my gosh. That's so good. <laughs> That's a real thing. So for those of you who don't know, this movie is based on a brief moment in the 80s. I think 84, December of 84. Um, that was basically a one-day news cycle event, you know, because um, you had a guy who was found on someone's driveway with a parachute that pretty much just fell out of the sky. And later on, it turns out that this guy was smuggling cocaine from, I, I forget where it was from, but he was coming into the States smuggling. He was a known smuggler and all that stuff like that. He had a co-pilot. The co-pilot survived, all that stuff. The plane crashed somewhere in, in the Carolinas or whatever the case is. But yeah, all the the, the payload was dumped in, in Georgia, right? Um, some random bear got into a duffel bag, ate up the entire contents of the bag, which was all full of cocaine, and for the next couple of hours had the time of his life and was just like full-on, hyper-energized. I mean, just think of like the biggest cocaine binge you've seen on TV or on screen. And this guy was like living his best life, or she was living his best life. I believe it was a female bear. And then just died. Died of a cocaine overdose in in matter of hours. So... <laughs> Hopefully, the bear went out on the biggest high of its life, just like no no care in the world. Just like yeah, I'm doing top of the world, and then just crashed, and everything just failed. Um, they, the bear was found like a couple of weeks later by a random hunter, uh, and you know they did an autopsy on the bear, and they found out yeah, cocaine died in a OD because the contents of its stomach was just ninety nine percent cocaine, and that was it. You know so. But like I said, it was like a one-day news cycle event, you know. But somehow Elizabeth Banks said, you know what? I can turn this into a full-length feature movie. And she did. And you know what? It worked for me. Why? Because they leaned into the absurdity of everything. 
and she extrapolated and made up these like crazy storylines for all of these random people who were not involved, but maybe one was involved, and you know, just created this whole narrative out of this one news clip it uh, news clipping. And I thought she did a really good job. I I should have known that I would really like this movie even more so when if I found out that Phil Lord and Chris Miller was producers on this film. Because again, if you are familiar with their sensibilities of their humor, like the Lego movie and all that stuff like that, then you know what you're getting yourself into. And uh, yeah, this movie 100% worked for me. I thought it was comical in every sense, whether it's the dialogue, the personas of the people, because most of them are so dumb that they're funny. Um, the crazy, gory violence, which was so over the top that it was comical, and I laughed a lot through most of that stuff. The characterization, the characterization of the bear itself, um, it very much reminded me of like kind of like a Jurassic Park, you know, like how the the T Rex is always the the main hero or the main uh, you know whatever villain. Or the Raptors, right? And somehow one will win at the end and they have their hero moment at the end, you know, roaring into the distance and all that stuff like that. Um, and that's pretty much how this movie ends. And now we're not, I'm not spoiling anything just yet. But then again, I feel like this is the type of movie that doesn't matter if you spoil it because if you watch it regardless, you're still going to get the same impact if Whole you find out what's in happening. The trailer, right? Yeah. Air does cocaine messes people up. Basically. Yeah, there's like a little thing at the end where you're like, oh, will this person or bear win? Right. So that's about yeah. all, which we'll save that for later, just in case you're yeah. really holding out for our review before <laughs> buying a ticket to Cocaine Bear. Um, for which, for if sure. If you haven't seen it already, I, I, I'm curious on the average, like the average audience reaction, how that'll go. Yeah. My theater was fully prepped and ready for the experience that was Cocaine Bear. They that's were perfect. Yeah, I, I personally, I enjoyed it a lot. I laughed a lot. I had mm -hmm. some fist pumping. Like, oh, that was awesome! Yeah. What a great kill moments. Um, the there was a some of the comedy was a little flat, and even though the audience was into it, there were some mm -hmm. moments that I think they were trying to get laughs, and there weren't really laughs. Sure. Some things about the story, like why is the breakup thing there, and then. Carrie Russell's dating life is in there. And there's like too many ancillary subplots in my mind mm -hmm. that don't carry through. Right. It, I think it could have been, I, I know that they're trying to extrapolate a full movie out of a two paragraph news clipping, Yeah, but the movie could have delved more into certain things or, and, and streamlined it a little more to where they flesh out the mother daughter relationship and less about, you know, Carrie Russell's dating, Ray Liotta's grandkid. Like, everyone kind of has extra relationships in the movie. Mm. Early on, they're the couple who's hiking through nature. They talk about her brother's band, and it's going to be a fight between them because she doesn't like his brother's band. It's, it was genuinely funny. I laughed. That was the first time I laughed. Dude, that, was like, that was like one of my favorite moments is that yep. couple. Like, that couple, if they, ha if they were to have a spinoff, like, that would be brilliant because they are hilarious as a couple. That was the dude from Game of Thrones. If, if yeah, yeah, the one with the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great, great work with the casting there for sure. Um, yep. mm -hmm. Overall, like I thought we were going to get a few different things, like coming back around into the plot. No, it was pretty random. So I genuinely liked it. I think I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. But the 
there is a little too much clunk and a little too much like is it trying to be gr- the pun grisly violent movie or stupid comedy and i think just it has a few missteps where it's a little staggered at times between sure. those two lanes yeah there's a version of this movie which is kind of like what people really wanted from snakes on a plane but then were disappointed because of the actual product i think that might be a lot of people's reaction who mm-hmm. aren't looking for dumb stupid silly it doesn't matter if it's good or bad kind of move like we're just going in to see whatever is on the screen and if it's as long as the bear does cocaine and mauls at least 10 people we're happy yeah that said my audience was super into it a multiple applause moments like it was exactly the moment the studio would want for an advertising or a momentum campaign yeah and then we're looking at the scores and they're not that great all over but of course critics are going to be harsher on this movie than sure. the fans and the dumb fans aren't properly represented by critics the ones who are okay with popcorn pulpy entertainment so what was your um i don't think you mentioned what was your theater reaction like and did, were there other people there i know sometimes you do the afternoon showings yeah yeah so i did uh i did another 5 p.m showing um and Although it's not at the level Ant-Man was, it wasn't that bad. I believe there was like 10 other people in there uh, along with me, uh, which is more than average for a 5 p.m. when I go to like these things. Um, the, the, the one litmus test for me was that I had what seemed like a younger couple on my row. Um, and just based on the things that they will laugh at, at the trailers that were showing... That was a litmus test for me. I'm like, okay. Oh no. They they, they seem no no no. They seem to be like on the same wavelength as uh, I am. Ah, cool. Okay. So I want to see if they react the same way I do. But then there was a, a a a group of four in front of me, and you could obviously obviously tell one was the mom, and two of them were her kids, and I think a kid one of the friends of the kids like that. So I'm like, okay, I need to figure out how they react to it, right? And to my to my um, surprise and amusement, the kids didn't seem to like it as much. The mom was eating it up. She the like, mom especially was for sure. Oh, she had to be. a movie at five p.m. She's not well, yeah. on her day job. Yeah, yeah. Sure. like especially all the bear moments. Like when the bear was just in full on cocaine mode, she was like yeah. laughing up a storm and all that. The couple next to me. We were like on the same wavelength, a hundred percent. Love that. Uh, yeah, we were laughing at the same moments, even like some of like the weirder moments where you just hear a one line dialogue in the background, and we caught it and we would laugh at that, you know. Like, and there were a lot of those things where it just be like a quick innuendo or something you see in the background. Like, there's this one part where it happens twice in the movie where there's a payphone and there's a sign in the payphone, like there's a sign like in the back, like a billboard. And the tagline on the sign said, the original glory hole. Yep. <laughs> we had to point that out. And when they said that loud, yeah. the theater cracked up. Oh my God. Every time that would shoot, like pop up, I would die laughing because it's just so absurd. But it's also something that you know you would find if you took a road trip down to Georgia. You know, um, so yeah. So the majority of the audience I was with was in on the joke. They were in on it for 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 like the full full ride, with the exception of some you know here and there. And I think the younger generation could be hit or miss with this one because of expectations. I think 
Um, but I think for like my generation, your generation, like that, because you're not, you're, I, I no longer consider you to be the younger generation. You're, you're like a way past that. You know, like the TikTok generation. Like you're, right. you're, you're a little past that. I feel like our generations would get into it because we, we, we know where we're getting into. We know just based on the trailer alone, it's an absurd type of movie, right? Well, they're We're kind of saturizing movies that right. have been popular, yeah, and f- that are more from the past, yeah. Um, but and also, like, I think if you're a younger person, maybe on the ADHD burnout of TikTok random silliness sure. raised on vines and whatever, this isn't that many like laughs per minute and silly wild. Like, that's not the most mm-hmm. ridiculous thing you've seen today. Might not be the top hundred most ridiculous videos you've seen that yeah. day if you're just blasting through TikTok, but. So maybe there is something there. Maybe that was just a small sample size with those two kids. Yeah. I do know that similar situation, all the people in my group around us were similar, like, I don't even know how to describe them, but like beer belly, popcorn eating, (laughs) middle-aged professionals. And they were like half burned out and like fully into it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think this I'm, is a I'm movie. Out, so I'm gonna let you. Oh sure. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let you take over for a second. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I I do also feel like because of that, that this is the perfect movie if you're looking to go this weekend or any weekend while this movie is out and experience it with a crowd and kind of have that laugh out loud moments that like you remember having when you went to the theaters back in the day. Because uh, I know there's still a lot of people not going to theaters, but it is definitely a crowd pleasing movie if the crowd is in on the joke they're in for the absurdity of it all um another thing that i like to kind of throw back on and it kind of there were moments in this movie that kind of harkened back on it was the naked gun movies if you remember the the type of comedy the naked gun movies it always had like those innuendo type of jokes or those like little quip quips that will like get you laughing in the background even though naked gun that's all it was, where it was just like an abundance of that. Here, you'll have snippets. Like, there's this one great line where um, the guy says to this lady ranger, like, oh, you know, your beaver is very dusty. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm kind of working on that right now. If you don't get it, then that's easily going to pass you by. It's going to fly over your head. I felt like the adults in the audience I was with totally got that joke and we were laughing while the kids not so much right but i get i get that i mean the term beaver used in for anything sexual is not a rare it's not a common thing anymore i don't know if you heard me we uh say uh, i I was definitely able to listen um it reminded me i recently watched robin hood men in tights which i've seen a lot of mel brooks yeah i think those exact same type of jokes Mm -hmm. and i also recently watched um another monty python movie life of brian Oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more that era of corny, silly nonsense, yeah. double like puns. I yeah. do think that that's maybe more of like I mean, I don't even know. It's not like a more mature sense of humor. It's almost dumber or something or like right, right, less nuanced. I don't know, but yeah, I I I know that the audience that I had appreciated the hell out of those. So which is uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. That this movie had a, a lot of that at moments and I think it could have done more silly ridiculous sure. jokes because there's again some of them just didn't land and I think mm. I was like I think that was supposed to be properly funny. Right. Um but also you're trying to show characters who are stressed out. A couple of them are on a difficult mission which is go through the forest, comb it for bag of cocaine, don't let anyone find out you're there. 
that's going to be a very stressful day. A couple yeah. of the characters have had the worst day in the history of ever. That's always fun and funny to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's also hard to show on screen with a laugh a minute because yeah. you're having to show them being stressed out and just having walking for miles look mm-hmm. like it's it, it, it did a pretty good job at, at that for sure yeah there was no, there absolutely. were more laughs and laugh out loud moments than i thought there would be going into it yeah like I, and that's I, I love that you said that too because i didn't expect myself to laugh as much as i did watching this movie um it, it also helps that if you keep your expectations pretty low on this movie i mean again you watch the trailer you kind of get a sense of what you're getting into. But if you're going to this movie expecting a full-blown story with a major plot and all that, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> if you're going to this movie just because you want to see a bear go nuts and do a lot of cocaine, then yeah, you get that. And then some, right? And it's just, I feel like all the added stuff surrounding those moments are just bonus at that point. you know. And, and you're right. It's not a perfect movie because they do introduce a lot of these like little side stories and you know characterization moments and personalities that really don't matter at the end of the day but i guess in a way it kind of how am i going to make a movie you have to kind of give some sort of credence to who these people are and why they're there in the first place right and kind of their whole you know goal and missions that will that gives you something to kind of root for i guess instead of rooting for the bear just to be bear high on cocaine um, but yeah, but like I said, it worked for me in so many levels. Um, but, uh, did we, we already mentioned that this takes place in the eighties, right? Like in, in the eighties, yeah. like, so you hear the soundtrack, you saw the fashion and all that stuff like that. What, what is something from the eighties that you really like? If you were to like call out something from, from something or nineties, cause I feel like you're more of a nineties guy, right? More of a nineties guy. I, I'm for me, eighties is Ferris Bueller is the top okay. ec- cultural nice. export. Yeah, of the 1980s. I don't know. What What about you? Um, I guess because to me, it's it's cartoons, you know. So like, right. I, I'm major into like Transformers, you know, Thundercats, all that stuff like that. And you know, a great way to show your love and appreciation for stuff nostalgic in the 80s, 90s, or even 2000s is wear a shirt. And I think a lot of people have always asked me, like, "Hey, where do you get your great shirts from?" Well, let me introduce you to this place where I do get some of my shirts from. Remember the good old days? The days of big hair, neon colors, scrunchies, Jinko jeans, and iconic movies and TV shows? At 80sDs.com, they know how much you miss the 80s, the 90s, and all of the other E's. That's why they created a collection of the coolest, most iconic t-shirts from those eras. Their t-shirts aren't just nostalgic, they're also high quality, comfortable, and stylish. Whether you're a fan of classic 80s movies like The Breakfast Club or Ghostbusters, or just want to show your love for your favorite 90s TV shows like Friends or Baywatch, they've got you covered. (laughs) You know what? I do like it when they call me Big Papa, so I'm gonna have to really pick this up right now. SWAT Cats! Wow, who remembers SWAT Cats? And it's not just movies and TV shows, but you can rep the memories of your favorite brands, books, and video games. It's also not just shirts. You can also get all your favorite memories on hoodies, jerseys, and more. At ADCs.com, they understand the power of nostalgia. That's why they created a shopping experience that takes you back to the decades you love. Browse their collection of unique, eye-catching apparel that will make you feel like you're reliving those iconic moments. For a limited time, they're currently running a special buy one, get one free for those of you who decide to act right now. Plus, they offer free worldwide shipping for orders over $100. That's right. Buy one, get one free and free worldwide shipping for orders over $100. 
So what are you waiting for? Click on the link found in the description to visit ADCs.com today and find your perfect nostalgic fit. Yeah, so grab yourself something fun and nostalgic, something that you can wear and be proud of. And again, anytime you purchase something through one of the advertisers, it you know, you're getting something cool for yourself, but at the same time, you're supporting us uh, so that we can continue doing what we do because we love what we do. Uh, so thank you once again for all your support there. But uh, let's let's talk about some of the performances here um, in the movie. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning because although there wasn't major, major big stars, there are a lot of people that we do know and that we've seen and all that. And I think we should start off by talking about Ray Liotta because I do believe this is one of his last movies. I heard, I heard he last. Filmed. Last. Okay. It's hard to say that for sure, but uh, that's yeah. that's the with the line when the lines when you're hearing press about this movie. Yeah. Are we are we in spoiler territory or are we saving that? Yes. Let's let's go ahead and and, and dive into spoiler stuff now. I mean, I, I again, I don't think we revealed anything that would upset people earlier on, but now is the I don't time even know that, that we will. But sure. Yeah. Just be safe. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah. I this is one of the things I did not like about the movie is the send off of Ray Liotta. Mm. There's a version where they do what they did, and I was kind of wondering, like, I'm watching the movie going, how are, how are you going to kill off this character? He's the bad yeah. guy. You basically have to, or you can have him right off in the sunset or back of a cop car or something. There's different ways to handle it, but if they didn't know he was going to pass away, which is my understanding, it'd be difficult to recut the movie in just such a way. We also know that we've got some tricks with either deceased actors or lookalike stand-ins. I did not like the way that they handled that. Mm. So to me, that's the most interesting part of the Ray Liotta. His character overall, fantastic. Yeah. Perfect. I could have had a lot more of him, honestly. If he was the main character, human character of this movie, I probably would have liked it even more. Instead, he's more of an ancillary background. Maybe they couldn't get him in for the whole thing. Who knows? But every time he showed up, it was awesome. And he was just doing Ray Liotta stuff, full mode, to a, to a comedic effect. Mm-hmm. His dialogue was a lot of those standard bad guy lines, but he, he did a little extra, put a little sauce on it. That was fun yeah. to watch. He, he can do that. He's among the best at it. I thought either they're going to give him a super gnarly kill, but I was thinking, like, you can't do that to someone when we're grieving them and they're like, I'm trying to imagine like his family at this movie. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I thought he's going to, there's where to waterfall. Maybe he'll get kind of pushed in and he'll, you know, like fall away and you know, something a little more majestic. Mm -hmm. There's one where he's in the back of a cop car. There's one where you even play with some of his famous film roles or his type of character that he's had. Right. So like him getting pushed into the back of a cop car, there's a way to do that without actually having really it wasn't that. It was literally watching his intestines getting pulled out <laughs> by a bear. And it almost made me think, like, was he an asshole on this movie set? Like, are they fucking with him to where he was such an asshole? They're like, <laughs> oh, screw that guy. We're going to even play with his dead body. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, like, that's full conjecture. But what in the world? I couldn't believe I was watching an actor who was properly dead getting not only killed on screen, but just yeah gutted literally that was a little hard to watch other than that as far as the use of him up until that moment i thought it was yeah. brilliant solid so kind of cameo but a little more more than a cameo like three different moments he pops in and just steals the scene right yeah no i i think honestly i think if they were to ask him okay how would you like to go 
if they gave him the option of, well, you could gracefully die by being swept away by the waterfall, or you could have your guts ripped out of you. I'm pretty sure he would say, I want my guts ripped the hell out of me. Make it real as hell. Yeah. And I'll you sell it. I'll sell it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'll still be breathing and looking at them doing it, you know, and all that stuff like that. Um, well, he goes, I hated this fucking experience. I don't want to be part of the sequel no matter what, which we'll get to theories and sequel stuff a little later because this movie was so deep. Yeah. Um, but the... I could almost even be like, please, you have to kill my character in such a way it is impossible I can come back to life. Because we do see right. some some false deaths in this movie. We definitely see Oh yeah. A bear looks like it's dead or knocked out of their ass, and then it gets a little more cocaine and keeps going. It happens to the bear at least twice. Yeah. yeah. And and again, it's it's like they give the bear like these supernatural kind of instincts and abilities. And and that's why it it's it really goes right up there with like like I said like the Jurassic Parks uh you know you, you've you've before we recorded you mentioned stuff like piranha sharknado all that stuff like that like very very meg absurd. the mag a recent one oh yeah, yeah the meg lake placid is another good one animal. yeah it's kind of like the natural disaster earthquake volcano right. movies but instead it's an animal wreaking havoc yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny how it's just like cuz this bear is just so addicted to coke at this point that anytime it catches a whiff of it <laughs> wakes to life and just like yeah give me some of that baby and it just goes nuts right um which is again another thing i loved about the movie it's just so funny um but yeah so leota there uh carrie russell was okay um like i said i do agree with you too like there was no real reason to show like or to harp on the okay well i'm kind of seeing the doctor but not you know and you know this and that and you know whatever the case is uh the kids were fine i thought um by the way having a name of brooklyn prince i mean that is like for some people will find that extremely adorable like i do but i could totally see some people like who the fuck does she think she is like, like, <laughs> who? What, what, what are you saying the, the little girl the, uh, the actress's name is brooklyn prince that's her oh. that's her name yeah uh, so the dog's I find name it... was New York Par- in Paris, or one's name was New York and one's name was Paris, something like that. Brooklyn Prince. Okay, I I understand yeah. you're mad at this child for how it was named. That's a, that's very not me. What a great I'm, I'm just saying. I, I'm sure there are people out there who'd be like, "Who the fuck does she think she is?" Not right me. Not me. I, I find it adorable. Telling, people are saying. People are talking about it. I find okay. it adorable. You know, her and uh, Christian Convery, who played the the two young kids. Um, Great job. I wasn't expecting yeah. them to actually take the coat. <laughs> that was funny for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like they're doing the thing where like little kids say the darndest things and right. you see that. These could be two stars of a Spielberg 80s movie. Oh, for sure. absolutely. They were fantastic. Absolutely. In my opinion. Like yeah. among the best. And this is a really good cast. Um, yeah. The my, one of my favorites, though, is from the very beginning. Matthew Reese, who's Carrie Russell's co-star in The Americans. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. the TV show. He's. I'm going. Oh, this is Matthew Reese. He's going to be. I didn't realize he was a star of this movie. He goes full send, poked out of his mind, jumps out of an Dude, airplane. The, the karate. <laughs> yeah, it was really great stuff. Bonks his head, and then he's he just dies. So he gets about yeah. three minutes of screen time. Yeah, no less. Uh, brilliant work. I do like it when they have someone who's a star that meets an early demise because it just lets you yeah. know like anything could happen in this movie. That was yeah. a fun one for sure. Isaiah Wilson Jr., very yeah, famous I also, from The Wire, did a great job. Sure. 
Um, yeah, and, I, I uh, think to go back just real quick on the Matthew Reese death, that also sets the perfect tone for the the kind of comedy you're going to get throughout the throughout the sure. film. Like if that didn't get you, then I think you're in for a world of hurt with this movie because when that moment happened and it just kind of like cut to like the title screen, everyone in the theater was dying at that point because it's just so unexpected. Right. And it was just like really, really hilarious, but yeah, no, sorry, gone. Uh, and we don't, we're not going to do play by play of this entire movie. No. I think it, it is what it is, but I do love that right when they go to the title, it starts with a quote about how, the strategy for fighting a bear, essentially. Yeah, like brown bears, you play dead. Black bears, then, you have to fight back and all that. Yeah. Then it, it says source Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> like, okay, that's exactly what kind of movie we're getting into. Oh, yeah. Um, the, a couple other actors like Alden Ehrenreich. Great job. I like it when yeah. someone who kind of, especially if they're in a weird spot in their career after what happened with Solo. Honestly, yeah. I love Solo. Don't come at me. I thought it was good. Actually, come at I me. I it was okay. I loved it. That was great. That was okay. Yeah. I don't know why that would have, it could have ended his career, but it is in that narrative though, when someone does kind of have to like eat shit for a role or whatever, this was a great version of that. Um, um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Solid. I could watch him do these kinds of movies all the time. I don't know if he has it in him to be a great, great actor, Mm -hmm. but whatever this version of his career is, I'm, I'm happy with it for sure. Which isn't too different than what his dad's been, uh, has been doing, you know, the last twenty years or so. I was, um, was going to say, like, he's mimicking his career because he already has the looks. I mean, he looks oh, just like and, fucking. Yeah, ice you're right. Cream. Anaconda is one of these yeah. too, in a different. Yeah. it was a different tone for sure. But I think we're talking about the comedy and the performers. Um, Elizabeth Banks is the director of this movie, and yeah. Elizabeth Banks, awesome comedy actress, has done. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer, um, 40-Year-Old Virgins, like really solid comic timing. Anytime I see her in a comedy, I go, okay, there's at least going to be, the jokes will be well delivered. I think this movie definitely had that. There were solid jokes and the way it was cut and the way the lines were delivered. It Definitely, I even heard her style in a few Mm -hmm. different moments for sure. But I think this is her third movie to direct. I do know for sure she directed uh, Pitch Perfect 2. Yep. And the most recent Charlie's Angels movies. But yeah. it kind of tells me, which is interesting, because like I could see a version of her career where she's going full. She's going to be a great comedy director. I'm not sure if that's what we're getting. We've gotten more middling stuff. And this isn't yeah. so far above that fray, but it'll stand out. It's perfect, too. Solid. Charlie's Angels, uh, the most recent one, I actually enjoyed it. A, a lot of people shit on it. I thought it was entertaining. It was what it was. And then similar with this movie, I think so far we have like movies that are what they are, kind of pulpy genre fare. Yeah. Not sure what happens with her career, but I do think that she gets credit for what this movie is good at. I, I'm i glad it was given, like, when I, even when I saw her name, I was like, wait, why is, how does it make sense that she's dry? I I liked the, the timing in this movie for mm-hmm. almost all the jokes. Like, that is how you make this movie good kind of similar with the other ones where pitch perfect two is in its own way an action movie but instead of action fight scenes you have acapella fight scenes um and then uh, charlie's angels action trying to be a comedy she was solid at it in my mind but i i I, i'm curious i i would love it if this movie was 
secretly a, get, goes on a huge box office run and is is a cult favorite or beyond where it actually mm-hmm. makes enough money she gets to do maybe something bigger i'm not sure but it is it, her career is interesting to me i'm curious what's next for her but yeah. all overall the personnel involved they they have credentials it's a solid cast and, and crew for sure yeah i think a lot of eyes were on this movie because of her career as a director uh, because she's been getting a lot of uh, criticism of her trajectory so far. You know, with Pitch Perfect 2, it makes sense because she was in the first one and then she wanted to take a stab at the second one. So that was kind of like her directorial debut right there, you know. And it was a box office success, obviously, because everyone loved the first Pitch Perfect, right? Charlie's Angels was considered to be a massive bomb and a miss. Um, and a lot of people were just like, oh, I don't know about her right now. You know, again, it's the whole what have you done for me lately kind of mentality in Hollywood. I think this, although I don't think it's going to be a huge box office smash, especially with so much stuff coming in the next couple of weeks, I think it's going to have a lot of legs once it hits streaming. And I think that's when you're going to get a lot of people who are going to be like, you know what? This movie is fun. You know, if you want to get a group together, have a movie night, like this is the perfect film for that. So I think people are going to be talking about it more so once it hits streaming. And then that will give her the opportunity to do something eventually later on down the line. I do think that is one of the flaws of this movie is, like we said, go see it opening weekend when there's a crowd. Definitely go with a group of friends or at least a friend if you can, because it'll be play better that way. Streaming numbers might be hurt. Because this is a slumber party movie, if you will, or a Mm -hmm. boys night or a Halloween movie night, like you got the group together, let's Mm -hmm. put on something wild and wacky. That kind of reduces your numbers, because if you see it in groups of five and no one watches it a second time, you get a fifth of the numbers, right? That's, of course, not going to be everybody, but it is funny how that kind of movie can sometimes be less successful if it's not a highly rewatchable movie. I don't know how quickly I'm going to like really care to rewatch it. The only reason would be essentially that exact scenario. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, you guys haven't seen it? Well, that's a good one. That's fine. Yeah. That We'll have a wild, wacky time in our home viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you're right. If someone's going to go to a random movie in the last couple weeks, Ant-Man, Quantumania, if they're going to go to a random movie, the next couple weeks probably be Creed 3. There's, there's a few other like solid choices out there. Yeah. I hope it's successful. I honestly do. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nice if if it was. I mean, it'll be a great story for the cast involved, for her, um, for her career moving forward and all that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be tough. Like it's like literally, we are getting into we're gonna start getting into the summer block box office season because it gets earlier and earlier every year. And with Creed three, I think that's really gonna kick things off. So unfortunately, this will drop off. But it's a great alternative. Like if you. If you're not into Creed 3, if you're not into Ant-Man, right? Oh, let's watch Cocaine Bear. It's something different, yep. right? So It's at least original, which is hard to find right. these days. And now it is based off of a news clipping, sure. I understand, yeah. but pretty loosely based off of that. No, for and sure. And also it has a source, a Wikipedia uh, quote in the beginning <laughs> of the movie. At the yeah. end, um, it, it said something along the lines of, this day, not all of it's been found. And my understanding is like, we think it has, but technically you never know, I guess, maybe. I don't know if they mm-hmm. accounted for it all before, whatever. I really hope that there's cocaine squirrel, cocaine raccoon, cocaine pan. Like, oh, a tiger got out of the zoo. 
the next state over and then it found the next bag of cocaine like mm. just something like that i found this entertaining enough and if it were to be even more silly and ridiculous i actually think yeah. i'd like that more this movie could have almost had more absurdity than it than it already did it right. has some jump scares and it kind of goes like not quite horror but like grisly gruesome violence mm-hmm. for sure and there's moments where the it is a jump scare the bear kind of like sneaks up from out of nowhere yeah I think this could have been just dumber and less trying to be like uh, a successful in other ways, right? It could have just been straight comedy ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it would have been even more fun that way. But if we get, because it, it happens near the end of the movie, we see the dude's got the bag of cocaine. He's in the back of a truck and there's animals there. And he's like, oh, wait, and grabs it so that I guess they don't get into it. But there's yeah. a version of the movie where the next one is, 20 rams or whatever animal that was who all get into co- goats maybe who all get into cocaine and just go on a rampage through a big city something i don't know i'm, I'm hoping now that a lot of these uh kind of classic stories are becoming public domain you know that's why you're seeing your winnie the pooh horror movie your how the grinch stole christmas I, i'm looking for cocaine bambi like bambi cocaine oh, like great that's a great know. idea yeah because sure. i think well, yeah. we do know thumper doesn't need it we know thumper was on oh the, on the white yeah but if it did have some if if thumper Ooh, did get some oh boy. forget it the, the okay. mischief that can ensue after that uh, it'll be it, yeah. it becomes the were rabbit from from monty python that's it that's it yeah exactly um i i i to piggyback off of what you just mentioned about at the end the guy who who hitches the ride and grabs a bag, he ended up becoming my favorite character in the whole movie. Solid. So oh good. my god. Uh the actor's name is Aaron Holiday. Um I I haven't recognized him from anything. Uh I think this is the first time I've seen him, or maybe I've seen him before, I'm not sure. But his because he started off as part of like the group of bad kids in in the in the area, right? Who call, who like robs people and all that stuff like that. 1980s generic hooligans. Yeah. Right. And then his complete, like, 180 into, like, this kind of, like, uh, listening, vo- like, a listening body, someone who has, who's very spiritual and gives advice to Alden Ehrreich's character about relationships. And he's kind of like this, like, very sweet, innocent kid who's just, like, trying just to do good and all that. It's just, it's so endearing and so hilarious for me. I, I I really, really loved his character a lot. It just, I wasn't expecting to, but I was like, you know what? If I were to pick one character that I really liked the most, it was his for sure. Absolutely. There, the, even, yeah, the cast running out, the EMTs did a solid job. Everyone kind of yeah. played for this one. I think it might be, there's, there's something that you see sometimes with when actors become directors. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just know how to work with actors or yeah. how to set up a good uh, set. I could see that. Um, and also you get to make the f- calls to your buddies. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's how some of these casting decisions get made is, oh, Elizabeth, you're making a movie. I love working with you on this right. thing. I'll work with you on that thing. Um, but no, I, I, overall, like there, everyone played their part and, and did a pretty damn good job. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree there. So it, it's obvious that both you and I, we love this movie. So let's talk about favorite moment. So obviously there's a moment in the movie that I'm sure you were like, you know what? This is the moment. This is like the best moment for me. Uh, that's why I love this movie so much. Or if if it was the opposite, like what was the moment that just like, you know what? This ain't for me at all. Uh, what was that moment for you? When I, so what's interesting, it's not even a bear moment, which we we can get into like favorite yeah. bear moment if you want. But my actual favorite 
moment from the movie is O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s fight scene in the bathroom. <laughs> Something about watching these three jerky crust punks uh-huh. trying to steal, rob him, and they have the a knife, and he just fucks them up in such a way that it was believable enough, but also mm-hmm. absurd, just how poorly they did. And then yeah. one of them comes to, and they're trying to get information about where they hid the cocaine. And he's going like, do you really want to mess with me? Did you see what I just did in 30 seconds to all three of you? That was a fair. And then there's the moment too. We see it in a lot of like comedy yeah. movies now where he looks back and goes, Oh, and there's just a knife sticking out of him. It was pretty yeah. gnarly. Um, that was, that was kind of an example though of it doing other things other than just mm-hmm. absurd comedy. Cause it wasn't that funny, but as far as just watching someone get fucked up, I generally enjoyed that more than some of the bear scenes. Cause there's ones where the person's just gets like swiped by the bear or chomped and it didn't yeah. maybe cause the CGI difficulty of it all, it didn't show a lot of mm-hmm. air violence. Cause it was either so fast or you just kind of hear it or see it or it's, messes them up in such a way it just makes quick work of the person most of the time you're actually seeing the bear is when it's slowly walking from one place to another or it's engaged and it's about to attack yeah. so as far as like actual mo- violent why over-the-top moments i really enjoyed the bathroom fight scene for sure nice yeah and what, I, what I also what? i also like the the running joke he had about his jersey it's like damn this is my favorite jersey yeah. and then he calls back to it again one of the later. biggest laughs yeah, yeah, one of the biggest laughs from the audience. <laughs> After he gets stabbed, his biggest concern is what happens yeah. to his jersey. Yeah, and then so, later on when he gets his fingers shot off, he's wrapping his hand with the jersey. He's like, damn, I really like this jersey. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, for me, like the my favorite moment that kind of helped me appreciate this movie early on, I think really was the Icelandic couple as they're having their conversation. So good. Because the things that they would talk about and their mannerisms, too, it's very Icelandic, by the way. It is Icelandic people are very like that, even though they could be having an argument. They're also very polite to each other, which is really hilarious. But it was so funny. I love that couple so much that they I really wish they could do like a a small spinoff or a prequel. Just, you know, seeing their journey to the to America. Uh, I think yeah. that would be hilarious. And they're talking about their what would they name their kid? If they had a, a son, it would be named Texas. It all, it's just so so silly. But as far as like bear moment, I would have to say it is that moment when the bear was chasing the ambulance. And uh, you're right, that it is. That's this, number one. Oh my god, this poor park ranger. Uh, the actress name is Margot Martindale. You know, she already had her ass like chewed off, you know, basically. And she's like trying to survive this major bear attack and everything. And the ambulance comes, puts her in the gurney, like straps her down. And the bear basically attacks the ambulance, gets in the ambulance. And the poor woman strapped in this gurney goes flying out the back of the ambulance and just lands face first on the concrete, skidding away. Oh yeah. yeah, that was that was one of the roughest <laughs> things to look at. We're so, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, but oh, I love yeah. like the slow motion of her like like kind of flying out the back of the ambulance, and you knew nothing good was going to come out of this. That was the loudest time I laughed out loud when that happened because again, it was so absurd that I was just all in. The couple next to me was dying during that moment. <laughs> 
um, I think the mom in front of me was just like, oh, my God. She goes like, like she kind of screamed out like that. There was a security guard that would often come into the theater just to watch the movie because there was nothing else to do. And he heard me laugh out loud. And I saw him look at me with a giant smile on his face because he's laughing, too. He was like, yeah, dude, this is crazy. So, yeah, awesome. th that was like the moment for me um, that I just couldn't I couldn't resist but laughing out loud for sure. Not not to harp on it too much because that you're right. That's the number one bear moment for sure. Maybe even moment mm -hmm. overall. But that's another example of of Margot Martindale of a solid supporting oh yeah uh, or character yeah. actress. We've seen do amazing work like August Osage County, like yep. serious plays. We've seen her do um, absurd parody like Walk Hard, Dewey Cox. Yep. Like, I'm, if you go through her credits, I because I you know you recognize it here, and there's some that you might have like oh that's my a favorite moment or oh that's th that character from ten years ago that I really love. Mm -hmm. Amazing, and that's just another example of fantastic someone doing exactly what they need to do, and sure. then especially the the people who are jerks in this movie. There's not really. I was teasing earlier when I said that there's some big plot, there's some depth to it, some big theory. But one of my favorite things in movies like this is if you're a jerk, you usually get a worse kill than the other people yeah. who were nice who might survive basically. Right. And we definitely see that with Ray Liotta's character and hers. I think those are the two most gruesome deaths. Mm -hmm. um, the only other one I'm going to, I'll shout out real quick is boy climbs up the tree. He goes, bears can't climb trees. And they're right. No, they absolutely can. We see the bear go after him. And then while the other park ranger, who's also kind of a jerk wad accidentally does a whole bunch of cocaine the bear smells it on him and then immediately just jump, bam, 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 right from the dude and tears him up. That was that was another fun, shocking, wild kill for sure. Yeah. And and if we're talking about actors that we recognize, I mean, uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I didn't even recognize him in this. Yeah. Not necessarily that it was the best acting in the world, but just like the costuming no. was so, so yeah. 1980s ridiculousness. Great, great work with that character. When I went through the cast after I go, oh, holy shit, that's who that was. Yeah. Yeah, and that's again, that's the charm of this movie too. It's like there's a bunch of actors that you've seen, you know you've seen, and all that. Um, but they're so good in their roles in this movie that they're so easily it it's hard for you sometimes to pinpoint who they are. But then when you realize at the end of the day, you're like, oh my God, like I remember this guy, that guy, whatever. Like the Game of Thrones yep. dude. That didn't hit me yep. until like when he shows up again later in the movie to to help out the the mom and uh to get them to the cave then when i saw his face again i was like wait a minute i know this guy from somewhere and i was like it's the game of thrones dude um so yeah so again overall i think we just really enjoyed this movie it, it's like i said before it's one of those movies that if you know what you're getting yourself into and you're in the proper mindset for that mindset for that then you're gonna really love this movie if you're not then you're probably going to really end up hating this movie or just not getting it. You're like, oh, I don't get why they made this a movie or whatever the case is. Um, I think you mentioned it already before. Your letterbox rating for this was? Four. Yeah, I was entertained. And it, <laughs> yeah. uh, to, just to clarify a little, yeah. I judge movies based on what they're trying to be. And so like the for what it was, it was a four out of five. I think maybe even higher. It, like my yeah. buddy gave it, I went with gave it five out of five because it was just so good at being that type of movie. Yeah, but I, I kind of I'll take into consideration like you know it, I'm probably never going to give a movie like this a perfect five. Sure, but it's not trying to be the Godfather Part Two, right? Like we judge it on its own terms, and I definitely 
enjoyed it on those terms pretty pretty highly definitely better than i thought i would so four out of yeah. five nice yeah no i i myself gave it four uh four stars because uh again i was not expecting to like it as much as i did and yeah. i think the main surprise to me was how much i laughed throughout the whole thing and it once it got me that way i knew i was gonna like this movie so definitely give it four it's not the best i mean five is like i reserved those for like on the waterfront like all quite on the western front sure like that that was a five for me um but this was definitely a four and i definitely liked it for sure if someone loves 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 this genre because i think you have more experience with this genre than i do mm -hmm. i think it's a 4.5 in if you just say just this genre sure. maybe yeah. does that sound about right to you yeah that sounds about right like if you compare uh, like it to if, the mag or any of those silly yeah. animal absurd 80 whatever i don't even know what kind of movie quite you call it but we we know exactly what we're talking about when we see the cocaine bear we go oh that's what they're going for okay got it snakes yeah. on a plane yeah like yeah if you lump it in with those movies like like you said meg snakes on a plane anaconda lake placid all that stuff like that this is definitely one of the better ones for sure in that category yeah. uh so if if you are familiar with all those movies you went to see all those movies that's the proper expectation when you go into a movie like this. It's like, think of those movies. But you are probably going to walk out of this saying like, you know what? This was actually a lot better than I thought it was. Uh, and if not, we want to know why. So let us know in the comments if you've seen this movie. What were your thoughts? How were you feeling about it overall? How does it compare to those other movies that we've mentioned? If you didn't like it, let us know why you didn't like it as well. Uh, we, we would love to hear all the reasons behind that for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, this was great talking about this movie. I'm glad we got to see it. And I'm glad that we got this oh, yeah. now because if this came out later, I think it would have been easily buried with all the stuff that's coming out in the next couple of months. So it's you a say perfect buried. Buried. Hey. Um, we didn't have enough of those this episode. Not a lot, not enough bear puns. We had grizzly, buried. You had one earlier Bear on. necessities, yeah. Gosh, yeah, okay. That, as soon as you did that, I was like, I'm not, I'm not even competing this <laughs> one. I, I was so put off by the fun of it all. Um, that said, if you, like, this is the absolute last thought I have. If you yeah. are a bear who's done cocaine and is on cocaine right now, oh, yeah. leave a comment. I want to see Please. what your thoughts were about this movie. Yeah. Do you feel like it accurately reflected your experience? And just, like, let us know your ideas on the world in general and how you're feeling yeah. right now. And if, if they were to approach you for a sequel, would you be open to being part of that movie? Like, we would love to know. Uh, let's hear from the cocaine-loving bear community. Because um, there's a community for everything. And I'm sure there's one out there. So we support you guys. We want to hear from you guys. Let us know for sure your thoughts and everything. And if you hope for future iterations of the Cocaine Bear Saga. With that being said, that has been our episode of Movie Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start heading out, Blake, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Letterboxd. The username is last name Wolf. I'm in spelling, no punctuation. My last name is Wolf. If there was a cocaine wolf movie, just to answer the question, I think I would 100% be okay with that. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where you can find me and where I gave this movie four stars on Letterboxd. Nice, nice. Um, as for me... Like always, you could find me on Twitter, Instagram, most importantly, here on YouTube, Low Key Geek. You see the handle on the screen. Again, if you haven't done so yet, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel uh, so that you could 
support the community, support the channel, and get notified every time a new video is uploaded by hitting that notification bell. If you're looking for an audio version of this episode and many others, just search Loki Geek on your podcast platform of choice where you can download this and all the other stuff we have up there. And of course, leave a great rating if it prompts you to. And as always, if you are inclined and in a position to help support the channel, check out some of our advertisers and affiliates in the description. Anytime you do that, you help support us by also supporting yourself by getting something you'll probably end up liking for, for yourself as well. So definitely do that. We appreciate all the support and love that we'll be getting. But this has been Movie Time. I've been Renee. That's been Blake. Stay cool, stay classy, stay safe, and stay sane. And we'll catch you all in the next one. All right. Peace out, everybody.